Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Friday, April 14, 2023, and this is day 1850 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you and praise you and honor you above all others. Thank you, Lord, for equipping us with new skill sets and and new understandings and more knowledge and your wisdom to go forth and do things that you call us to do to become more mature in our spiritual walk. I thank you so much for your elevation and even helping us to have that joy even through trials and tribulations. I thank you so much, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Let me give you just a really quick update on T-Zone. This is Update Friday. Uh, We were just awarded a $7,500 grant through the Seroptimist Organization for Women. We applied uh, for doing our DIY uh, chicks, and we're calling them DIY sisters, uh, to get funding to help train girls on how to do small household repairs. And uh, we would pay them a stipend uh, for the training. So the Seroptimist organization is granting us this funding to help pay the stipends for the girls. Our goal is to train 100 girls this year by December (laughs) uh, on how to do these small household repairs. So like fixing your vacuum cleaner, uh, replacing a doorknob, uh, stopping a leaky faucet, how to, how to repair that, um, things like that. So we're really excited. And this group is going to do a ceremony or, uh, honoring us, uh, May 17th for a dinner, which is the first time we've done anything like this, and we're very grateful. Uh, as I said before, other funders, United Way and the Kaufman Foundation are also supporting us uh, and generously funding us to continue the work of Transition Zone. We had the pleasure of meeting this week with a beekeeper, urban beekeeper, and I may be getting the name title wrong, but She was amazing, and we're looking to connect uh, and do more things together. Maybe some of the youth she works with will come to T-Zone, and some of our youth will go there. But in the meantime, we're going to do field trips. Also, was able to connect with a a group that uh, supplies uh, uh, fresh uh, produce for areas that are lacking in this need and, and healthy eating. And so one of the things that they do is... Uh, set up um, kiosk for different areas to supply this. So T-Zone may become one of those areas, maybe on Friday, starting in the summer, having this kiosk there uh, at our site and uh, on that particular day, uh, selling the produce at a reasonable rate. And then uh, T-Zone would also use it as a fundraiser activity for us. So extremely excited about that. 
And we do start our summer session June 5th through July 7th. And then the second session will be for the DIY sisters doing teaching them. Uh, that would be mid-July through August. So if you're interested in signing up for the summer session or the DIY sisters, please reach out to our website, uh, tzonekc.org, send a message. Uh, there is a way to send a message through the website and we will get you set up. So thank you so much. That is our update on T-Zone. Now let's get to the word. Today's message is grow up. (laughs) I know it sounds pretty bad, right? We all need to grow up though. We all may think we're there, but we're never there totally until we're with the Lord. So we're coming out of Hebrews chapter 5 verses 11 through 14 and chapter 6 verses 1 through 3. So let's get started. Hebrews chapter five, starting at verse 11. And uh, the Lord is saying, we have much to say about this. And he was talking about uh, before this, about how Jesus uh, came to this earth, suffered and died for our sins. And uh, he obeyed God. and, And now he is our high priest. And so they say, we have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time, you ought to be teachers. You you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. This means we must move out of our comfort zone in order to get to uh, the solid food, to get to the meat and no longer be just on liquids, on milk. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. Instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And God permitting, we will do so. We will do the same things if we grow up and mature in Christ. The very same things Jesus did when he was on this earth, he's given us the power to do the same. But many of us have not grabbed, uh, have not grasped that um, those uh, gifts and understanding that they're for us. It took me a minute as well as I grew in Christ to begin to step out and and mature spiritually. So once we grab hold of that, and get that understanding, now we can do even greater things for the Lord. So let's go to our points. Point number one, as we grow and mature throughout our lifetime, uh, we begin uh, to have uh, a clear understanding of certain things. I remember when I started a clothing boutique (laughs) in my house for little plus size girls, 
uh, called Muffins Boutique, named after my nickname, my oldest daughter's nickname at that time. And uh, that started out of pure anger because when I would go to the store to get her clothing when she was maybe about 12 or so, 10 to 12 years old, it was hard to find anything back then that was cute and nice and, I mean, couldn't even find dresses that would fit her size. And if they did have anything, it was ugly and looked like a tent. (laughs) It was just horrible. So I started my own. And uh, when I would go to Chicago and Texas, uh, those are the two main places I would go uh, to connect with vendors selling these clothing items, I learned something very valuable, that I must go in the fall and winter to purchase summer items, and I need to go during the spring and summer to purchase winter clothing. Uh, It took my first year to learn and get an understanding of how the industry worked. I did not go to any classes to learn. (laughs) I didn't know of any at that time. So I had to learn from by trial and error. When I would get to these shops and, you know, these wholesalers and trying to get things, they were very limited. They said, oh, this is all we have left. You, You need to start coming during this season to get you know, a variety of things to see them. I thought, oh, okay. And then the other thing I learned was I couldn't just buy one item in one size. I had to buy that same item in several sizes uh, in or as a part of the, the wholesale pricing strategy. They wouldn't just sell me one item. So though that was another thing I learned. So I, I began to feel more mature because of the knowledge I gained and became more prosperous because of it. The same principles apply when it comes to our growth in the Lord. We start off on the milk when we first get saved. Then we should be growing throughout our journey to the meat. As we can see, these people no longer try to understand. They became complacent, stunted in their growth. And that can happen if we're not aware, if we're no longer aware of what's happening. We become blinded and we just go with the flow. And the Lord is saying, I don't want you to go with the flow of the world. I want you to go by my principles and begin to grow spiritually. And then the flesh will follow. Point number two, in order to grow From infant Christians to mature Christians, we must learn discernment. We must train our consciences, our senses, our minds, and our bodies to distinguish good from evil. So I'm going to share with you uh, from a chart in my Bible. It's the New International Version of my um, study Bible, which is uh, a really good chart. And it talks about mature choices versus immature choices. So let's look at um, these choices. First, as mature Christians, we begin teaching others rather than just being taught. Um, we develop, we begin developing depth and understanding rather than struggling with the basics. Uh, when we are mature, we use self-evaluation rather than self-criticism, putting ourselves down, never feeling good enough. As a mature 
choice, we were seeking unity rather than promoting disunity. And that's an area that is huge because the enemy's goal is to divide us and come conquer. So we must understand and see, you know, am I being a peacemaker here? Even though someone is coming at you and, you know, uh, sideways or, you know, yeah, sideways, we'll say, um, that doesn't mean we have to come back at them in the same way. Uh, as a mature person, we're designed spiritual, desiring spiritual challenges rather than desiring entertainment. You know, uh, we want to be entertained. I want to hear the choir. I, you know, I want the pastor to dance and shout. I, you know, I, I, I didn't, I don't, I, I feel like I'm not getting anything if I'm not getting that music and the dance on. You know what I mean? When we become more mature in Christ, we want that meat of the word. Uh, as mature choice, we carefully study and, and observe rather than opinions and half-hearted efforts. Uh, mature choices are active in faith rather than cautious apathy and doubt. Uh, the mature side would be confidence rather than fear. And fear is one of the main tools the enemy uses. The The word tells us that God did not give us the spirit of fear. That's an evil spirit, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Uh, he gave uh, a mature choice would be feelings and experiences uh, evaluated in the light of God's word rather than experiences evaluated according to feelings. And I talk about this a lot. We must be careful to not get caught up in our feelings or we're not going to be able to discern or receive the spiritual food. Uh, because spiritual food is not based upon how we feel. God's uh, directions for our lives we are not based upon if you feel like doing it that day. It's a matter of just obeying God, even when we don't feel like it, even when you don't want to go in and teach, uh, even when you don't want to get up and go and check on that person that God is saying, go check on, right? Whatever that is, is not based upon our feelings. I'll never forget <laughs> during our, me and my husband, we've been married, it'll be 45 years in June, and uh, we've gone through some things. We've grown up together. Uh, we've been together since the eighth grade. So we've literally been together for 50 years. And during this process, we've had a lot of growing up to do and uh, in our relationship. And I can remember a time when I I made this vow that I would never ever say divorce, we were, we both agreed we were in this for life, and I remember after I got saved and my husband got saved too, but he chose not to necessarily be in church, you know, on Sundays and all that. He might have attended church once a year or twice a year. Of course, that was his choice. Didn't mean that we still we still had a good relationship, but that was a missing, very missing a very important missing piece, us being together, growing in Christ together. And and that can be tough when you're married and you feel like, well, my spouse doesn't want to go to church, but I do. We're one. Should I just stay home with them? Absolutely not. If God is God, we're all, we're all held accountable for our own choices. 
Even though we're married and we're one, we pray for one another. And if that person chooses not to, we don't beat them upside the head over it. We just, you know, we don't, uh, things that I learned and matured in (laughs) was I don't, when I go to church, I would come home and try to tell my husband what the pastor said. And, and, and that would make him even more angry about it. He didn't want to hear it. And I couldn't understand that till the Lord, you know, till I finally listened to the Lord and the Lord showed me, he said, no, don't do that. Uh, don't come home telling him about what your pastor said. And I thought, well, I'm trying to help him along. I, I remember I remember a time when I would pay my husband's tithes for him. And the Lord said, don't do that. That is an individual choice. And I felt like, well, we're not getting fully blessed because he's not paying his tithes. I'm paying mine. And and uh, the Lord said, it's not doesn't work like that. And, and I'm trying to control things. And God said, leave that up to me. Pray for him. And you let that go. <laughs> I, listen, y'all, I had a lot to learn. I had a lot of, a lot of issues. And so I did. I, I obeyed God. And those are areas I matured spiritually. And one of the biggest areas that I matured in was learning how to truly listen before talking. So when my husband and I would have our, you know, deep discussions <laughs> that would get kind of loud sometimes, um, you know, and I'm wanting to have the last word and he's wanting to have the last word. And and I remember God saying, uh, showing me in the scripture, being quick to hear and slow to speak. A soft answer turns away wrath. And I'm thinking, I can't do that. <laughs> I need to get my point across. And the Lord kept showing me this and I finally yielded. And I finally began to take action and using the using the word of God in every area in my life. And when it came when it came, especially in my marriage. Uh, that's the main thing the enemy attacks. My sister and I was talking about this yesterday and how the enemy is trying to tear down the families and if he can tear down the families he's got it he's got everything and so I remember just being quiet and listening when my husband was when we were having our you know intense conversations and uh understanding that you know I don't have to say everything at that moment and and then it, and I did that over and over again it became a See, we have to train ourselves, and that self-control is a very important piece of the fruit of the Spirit. All of it is important, but that character trait was one I was lacking, okay, in this area of self-control. And so uh, I began to use it and implement that, and my husband, uh, after maybe a few months, started saying, are you okay? (laughs) Honey, are you okay? I'm like, what do you mean by that? Um, you don't act like you have to have the last word anymore. And I was like, yes. And I felt like I graduated in the spiritual realm. I, and I really did. And, and it just made it easier to, to continue to grow in the Lord. And let me tell you right now, over the last several years, my husband and I have both been doing ministry together. He's in church. He's up before me sometimes. And we're <laughs> going in and getting the word and he's loving it. And I'm loving it. And God is using us together. Uh, I, I, With that gift or with understanding how to listen, God has blessed me in many areas and, and it's helped me to be a good mediator. 
I was just doing some mediations yesterday at, at two different schools. But I, one of the major techniques in being a good mediator is listening and discerning and guiding. So it's, it, it helps us in many ways to prosper as we mature and apply the word of God in our lives. What is it that God is showing you that you're lacking in maturity? Don't be ashamed. It happens to all of us. Just give it to God and say, help me, Lord, in this area. I need your help. Then do it. (laughs) That's the key. Then do it. If you mess up, get back up and do it again and again and again. Don't stop. All right? Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Men. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B, like boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing with our youth, teaching them life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and DIY, <laughs> and humanist sex trafficking awareness. Thank you all so much for all that you do for us, your prayers, your support, and your financial support. We are very, very grateful to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.